Welcome back to Moms Group, a podcast for new and expectant mums navigating the joyful complexities of motherhood. My name is Ali Barnes. I'm married to Sean. I have a two and a half year old called Banjo and a six month old called Zach. And I've been making this podcast because I thought it would be fun and helpful maybe to sit around a table with a few friends and chat about all this baby and toddler stuff and how our Christian worldview impacts it all. There are so many brilliant parenting experts out there. Maggie Dent, I'm sure you're listening. You are an absolute angel sent from above to help me guide my rooster. Thank you, thank you, thank you. These days, every parenting expert has a book and podcast and their wisdom is so helpful and easily accessible without needing to organize babysitting, which is brilliant. But for me personally, I find them more helpful hearing the stories, experiences, approaches and hindsight of everyday mums around me who are just winging it who are still in the trenches and haven't got it all figured out. It's these conversations that I want to continue having as an Audible Mums group. But today's episode is a little different. I'm excited because I feel like I've been hogging the mic. So today we get to hear some of your voices. I thought every now and then we could do a collective brain dump of tips and tricks and recommendations for new mums and expectant mums. So thank you to everyone who sent something in. I hope to do episodes like this more regularly. And if you ever think of something that's worth sharing, you can record a voice memo or voice note on your phone and email it to mumsgrouppod at gmail.com and I'll include it in future episodes. But look, not every tip in this episode is going to be relevant to you. You'll have to sift through, but I'm sure there'll be something you hear, a handy hack or a helpful approach that makes life more enjoyable or a little easier. I'll start with some of mine. Most of them are pretty obvious, uh, but then it's over to you, friends. So firstly, if you're nesting and buying all the baby gear, pram, cot, car seat, all that, don't arm and ah over the cost of a pram caddy. Just don't even think about, you know, making your own. Just buy it. It's worth it. I promise. If you haven't had your baby yet and you're starting to think about D-Day, talking with your husband about expectations and plans and all that, ask your hubby to capture some photos or video of birth. You can delete them later if you want, but the actual day is such a blur and there are so many moments that are really foggy and you might really enjoy looking back on those first precious moments. When I was breastfeeding my son Banjo, I found it so helpful having a nursing pillow. I don't know why they never show them in the movies. Everybody uses them. That saved me hundreds of dollars in Pilates stretching classes, I'm sure. I didn't need it with Zach because he fed so quickly, but often feeds with a first baby take like 45 minutes, so the pillow makes it a lot more comfortable. Um, A super practical tip, which is obvious to some, but took me a little while to remember with Zach second time round. If your baby is weeing through the nappy, go up a size regardless of their weight not matching the recommendation on the box, and always point the doodle down. I feel like I've learned that lesson too many times. When it comes to starting solids, give your little one a spoon to hold while you spoon feed them so they don't constantly reach for yours. And get the silicon bibs with the catcher down the bottom. Catches food, water overflow, and makes cleaning spew so much easier. I'm sure everyone knows this, but I only worked it out about a month ago. You know when your wipes have been left open and they're all dried out? 
if you just add some water to the packet, they become wet wipes again. It's amazing. Uh, If you haven't taken your baby for a swim yet, can I save you a car wash? Swim nappies do not hold pee. I repeat, they do not absorb wee. They only catch the poo. So only put them on as you're about to get in the water, not at home. Uh, Or better than that, I wish I'd just invested in a reusable swim nappy with Banjo. Such a waste of money, the disposable ones, particularly if you're planning on having more kids. If your baby takes a dummy, there are glow-in-the-dark ones that'll make it easier for them and for you to find during the night. And speaking of the night, double up on sheets and waterproof mattress covers in the bassinet and cot. So if your barb or toddler wets through, you just need to take off the top layers and the next ones are ready to go when you're still half asleep. If you're about to have your first baby, some great advice I got was when they've been screaming and screaming and you fed them, changed them, cuddled them and tried to help them sleep and they're still screaming, take them outside or give them a bath or shower. It sort of just resets them, resets everyone. And look, this strategy still works on my toddler. On hot days, when you get out of the car, put a towel over the car seat because it stops the metal buckles from getting hot and like scalding your kid's leg. In terms of managing the house with your hubby, with the added mess and loads of dishes and laundry that little ones contribute, a quote that's been swirling around my head a lot recently is that you only see what the other person hasn't done. You never see what you haven't done. That's really been convicting me in moments that I get frustrated. Also, I don't know why I haven't thought to do this earlier, but if your washing machine has a delay function, preset it for early hours of the morning so you have a load washed and ready to be hung out without needing to wait for it to finish before you leave the house. And one thing my husband and I have been talking a lot about recently is finding more activities that are fun for everyone in the family, not just for our toddler, like swimming or gardening or bike riding. Otherwise, we constantly divide and conquer, which is never as fun. And finally, the best mum hack I can remind you is if anyone offers you help, just take it. Say yes. And please disregard this entire episode if it adds anything to your mental load. Whatever you're doing is good enough. Okay, that's all from me. Over to others in the mums group. Enjoy. Okay, some tips and tricks. Maisie loves me to make up stories for her, so um, she often wants to be a princess or a queen and have a unicorn, and so I tell these long stories, but I've recently started trying to include a character every time who's a bit different from her, someone maybe with a disability or someone from a different culture, someone who might act differently or dress differently and just try and put that character in there and show that they should be treated equally and with kindness and just to try and make it all very normal so that when Maisie does come into contact with these people in real life, these stories I hope will help um, train her to be kind to everyone. Okay, Ali, here are some of my tips and tricks. Um, Number one is ABC Ivy, literally, would not get anything done without ABC iView, especially high school story time. So my kids love books, we love books, we're really big on books, but sometimes they're not in the mood to sit through a couple of books in a row. So if I need to get something done, like making the beds, whatever, I put on high school story time and they'll happily sit through a few episodes of that. So a really nice variety of stories. Um, there's indigenous authors and readers, uh, as in someone reading it and an indigenous author. The book is by an indigenous author. 
There's um, LGBTQI family stories. There's stories about like baby stories, counting stories, all sorts of stuff. Really enjoyable and like nice readers too. And even they have a separate channel, Postschool Storytime, in other languages, which is awesome. And speaking of languages, we try and watch about 50% of cartoons in another language, generally Spanish, because that's what you know our girls are learning. Um, Pink Fong is that ones that do Baby Shark. They're on YouTube. On their YouTube, they've got every classic song like Baby Shark and you know. Um, Skidamarinky Dink and Five Little Ducks and all that stuff in other languages like Chinese, Spanish, French, Portuguese, heaps of languages. You just type in Pink Fong and then the language you want. And they also have like uh, dance channels within that language. It's just like a massive variety of stuff. It's really great. The girls love it. Um, on that YouTube, Cosmic Kids Yoga, that is fabulous. I like, you, there's nothing even to say about it. Just Cosmic Kids Yoga, get into it. If you have a toddler who struggles sometimes with transitions from different activities like my three-year-old son does, I cannot recommend the Mouse Timer app enough to you. Um, it's a really simple app you can just download onto your phone and it has different coloured and sized circles with different time limits on them. One minute, three minutes, five minutes, all the way up to 60 minutes. Um, and we pull it out for example, if we're trying to say we only have a couple of minutes of screen time left or we're going to leave the house in 10 minutes or um, we can only play for a little bit longer and um, we just pull the app out and I can tell him which coloured circle to press. He gets to press the circle and then there's a little mouse who eats rows of apples which they can look at and keep coming back to check um, to see how much time they have left. Um, at the very end of the timer, the mouse eats a block of cheese so we just say... And when the mouse eats the cheese, the iPad's going away, or we have to put our shoes on, or we're gonna stop playing and we're going to go out, um, that kind of thing. It really helps um, my son feel like he has a little bit of control over what's happening and what's happening next. Um, and yeah, gives him the mental space to prepare for that transition. My top advice to any new mum would be you grew this baby, you know this baby, best and you know what it needs and have confidence in your own ability um, don't read the baby books because your baby probably won't <laughs> do what they're saying it's meant to do and you'll just stretch yourself don't read the baby websites you know your baby and if you're really worried about something then speak to a friend or speak to a medical professional and get proper advice and recommendation for an app it's the Bible for Kids app. Now, this app has sort of like a little adventure map. And as you go on, you click on the button and it reads a story to you, a Bible story. And it has little interactive characters. They ask questions along the way. It's a really great one to do together. Um, and then at the end, it has a little activity to consolidate. So it might be paint the picture of when God was talking to Abraham and he promised all these things, fill it in and paint. Or it could be um, match the pairs of the animals that are going onto the ark. Love that app. Great one to use with little kids, like really little ones. And then as they get older, they can read it for themselves. Hi there, my name's Holly and I've got two boys who are now four and six, but in the early days of breastfeeding them when I was a new mum, I had really sore, cracked nipples and the best find were these amazing things called hydrogel 
breast discs and they were these gel discs that you can put on your nipples in between feeds and the brand that I used was called Rite Aid, R-I-T-E Aid. Um, so yeah, highly recommend hydrogel breast discs in those first painful weeks of breastfeeding. Um, and the other advice I'd love to give is just um, sports bras <laughs> while breastfeeding. Um, so I found an amazing sports bra that I loved and I bought a couple of them for both my sons when I was feeding them. And the brand is called Lelish League. Um, so if you Google that, Lelish League uh, maternity sports bras, they are just the bomb. Thanks. This advice is for mums who have just had their second baby and they're juggling the constant feeding schedule while also looking after an older toddler. So have a boob box. Um, this was super useful in the early days when I was feeding my newborn and my two-year-old wanted my attention. And so I would just fill it with novelty toys and stickers and games that he'd never used before. And it meant that feeding time was actually something that he would look forward to because he got his special toys. Um, and look, either that or just let them watch Finding Nemo for the 50 billionth time and never feel guilty for it because parenting is hard and it's exhausting. And who are we kidding? Disney is definitely educational. I have many nights where I may be on my own while my husband is out and I'm on my own for the dinner, bed, bath process. And when I come to those nights, if I'm around during the day, sometimes I choose to bath my kids in the middle of the day. It's a fun activity for them and it's one less thing that they need to worry about doing in the evening at a time when everybody's tired and everything's already rushed. I'm not too fussed on screen time. I found it to be really helpful um, for all sorts of different things. And Maisie's actually learnt a lot of things from different TV shows, particularly her love of dance from The Wiggles. And we have an old iPad and she's allowed to use that. And obviously there's things like ABC Kids and some different sort of apps that you can get. But I've also found Kids YouTube to be quite good because you can customize it according to what you want your kid to see. So it's not like they can just scroll through YouTube um, and find anything, but literally you can just choose the channels that you want them to have access to. So for Maisie, um, she's got things like Blippi and Kids National Geographic and other animal or educational things so that um, as she, if she just has some time to herself and she wants some downtime and she can sit there, I can know that what she's watching is safe and often actually quite educational for her. My son has a habit of getting really, really hungry, angry, or hangry as we call it, um, but then refusing to eat anything. Uh, so my go-to is uh, yogurt because it fills him up really well, but um, when he refuses to eat it, I just put a couple of hundreds and thousands sprinkles on top and make it a party snack. Uh, so he's happy to eat it. Hi, my name is Kirsty, and my mum hacks are um, when your kids are snotty, take them to the beach. It's like nature's playground. Find a patch of sand no one else is on. They can run wild and you don't have to worry about them leaving their germs on the sand. Books on race, the Josephine Baker and the Yvonne Goolagong in the Little People Big Dreams um, series both discuss racial issues in a way that's quite simple, but also really truthful. So I read them both with Paloma. She doesn't 
get anxious about it, she sort of takes it on board. Sometimes we have questions, but I think it's done in a really truthful, age-appropriate way. And then on gender, we have a book called What Riley Wore. And I know that people may not agree with discussing gender fluidity with children, um, but if your kid points at someone, like this happened with us at the beach, and they point at someone and say, is that a boy or a girl? You know, it may hurt that person. And I believe as Christians, it's our duty to care for people, love people and meet them where they are. And so if you can teach your kid to be respectful of who a person is and who they see themselves as that's important and what Riley Ward does that in a really great way it's got a really lovely story and easy to read colorful interesting fun and also the prince um, story of the artist now known continually rest in peace as prince um, from the little people story also talks about clothing gender um, equality in like a really lovely way and not an inflammatory way and Paloma really liked that story the best maternity and nursing activewear that I have come across is Caden Shea, C-A-D-E-N-S-H-A-E. It is a New Zealand brand designed by a mama of five um, who literally found that nursing activewear was just really difficult to find or it was not uh, as practical as it seemed. Um, I am still using the um, sports bra that I purchased after the birth of my first child with with my fourth now so it stands the test of time the quality is very high um, it's super comfortable and it's as practical as you need it to be uh, when breastfeeding around the clock or um, when you're pregnant and you don't want active wear that's sort of falling down below your bump my next recommendation is a kid's book it's called lift the flaps questions and answers about growing up This book is such a great book to introduce your kids to how bodies change as we grow up, where babies come from and what happens when you hit puberty. I bought this towards the end of last year to read with my six-year-old and she loved it. I was dreading the conversation about these sorts of things. She's been asking me about where babies came from for a long time and she kind of wanted slightly more in-depth answers so I felt like this was a great way to introduce the topics and have it open towards do you have any more questions about that darling Um, and it made a really big difference in our chat about all things changing bodies food we follow kids eat in color on instagram so it's kids.eat.in.color with the american spelling c-o-l-o-r on instagram um she's amazing everything is helpful that she writes on there i don't agree with it all but it's all really helpful um it's like my mum always says not to make food a battle and that's how i've been raising my kids and it hasn't always been like well received by other people but this instagram is really encouraging and judgment free and she also does meal plans too which is awesome um, we give Sophia heaps of the V8 green juice. So Sophia actually has chronic constipation because of her heart meds um, and as well as not always wanting to have green veggies. So this is like a double benefit. It helps her with constipation and it gets the green in her and she lives for it. She would drink 10 cups a day if she could. For nights when bath time is a battle, we keep a couple of bottles of different coloured natural food dyes in our bathroom vanity. And um, our son is allowed to choose which colour or combination of colours he'd like to drop in the bath. We just pop a couple of drops in and that is usually enough to get him in the bath clean and ready for bed. My favourite quick snack foods for my girls at any time of the day, they love peanut butter oats. It's just rolled oats, some boiling water and a teaspoon of peanut butter mixed through until, you know, it's nice and porridgey. Um, and also cheese toasties for dinner with soup at the end of a very, very long day. 
Bible stories. Um, we have the Mick Ink Pen Parables and Animal Tales. They're like little fat board books. Well, not board books, but hardbacks from um, Kurong. They do stories like the Camel Through the Eye of the Needle, the Good Samaritan, the Lost Sheep, um, the Father with the Two Sons. Palmer really likes those stories. We talk about it at the end. It's always got the actual verse written in the front, so we can read that, talk about it. It's really great, easy to read. Um, I think it's like, I found it quite hard to be discerning about age-appropriate explanations for biblical issues, but these books are really good for learning Bible stories. Toys. Randomly, the Tomy Egg Carton toy has been wildly popular with both of our girls. We play with it every day. Magnetiles are great. And then also... Um, on the iPad, so I'm really clearly happily for the girls to watch screens. Our rule is that you've got to do more outside or more other activity than you do screens, but it doesn't matter how much of you know one there is. If you do one, as long as you do the other. Um, it's called Khan Academy Kids, so it's K-H-A-N, Academy Kids. It's completely free, no in-app purchases, and it's amazing. It's so good. It's got such a variety of stuff like um, animal videos and music and games and learning activities. It's really great. And then also the Duolingo Kids app is really good as well. So both of those are great. We use both of those. There's another one called Feed the Monkey and then Monkey Lunchbox. It's all stuff that we put on Paloma's iPad. They're like educational games. So she's tricked into learning, which is good. Sometimes I like to mix it up and I do our main meal, our dinner meal in the middle of the day. It means that the evening routine is not as predictable and um, not the same as it is sort of every other day. And it also means there's less pressure to, you know, have them sit down and eat a main meal. And we often then enjoy just having sort of a, a lunch style dinner effectively um, with sandwiches and, you know, veggie sticks and dips. And my final recommendation is family dinners. I know that we are in a pretty unique situation where we can have uh, dinner with our whole family every night, basically. My husband works in a job where, where he can do that. But when we get around and have family dinners, it's so great because firstly, we always start off by saying grace, thanks to God for this meal. But it's a really good check-in point with your kids. Um, we share, we go around the table and share our two highs and a low of the day and it's a really good way to model and for the kids to get used to being thankful to God for their days. Um, what was good about it, even if you had a hard day, what was good? Because there's always something to be thankful to God for. And also to share in the lows and to sit with them in that. Um, it's a good check-in for us, for our kids, uh, what's on their mind and what might be making them worried. And everything that I've heard and listened to and read has said as kids grow up and be teenagers, they're not going to want to talk to you unless you've put in the hard yards as kids. So this is a really good, easy way to do that. Uh, very kid-friendly. Tell me the two great things that happened, what wasn't so good, and then we pray about it later that night. Also, I think it's amazing how much we compare our own kids to other kids and how they're doing. Often we don't even realise we're doing it. And often we do it more like in the negative. So rather than seeing all the things they are doing, we just see all the things that they're not doing and we worry. Um, so a quote that popped up on my Instagram, because our phones listen to us and they obviously heard me and my husband talking a lot about our worries. This quote popped up by someone called Magda Gerber and it says, Childhood is not a race to see how quickly a child can read, write and count. It's a small window of time to learn and develop at the pace that is right for each individual child. So that's something we cling to all the time now um, and we take the pressure off Maisie 
doing things at the same pace as other kids and we just celebrate this small window of time as she learns and develops at the pace that is right for her. I just want to say that if something is not a problem for you, then it is not a problem, no matter what other people may say. For example, if you choose to co-sleep with your baby or feeding your baby to sleep every night, they're not problems if it's not a problem for you and you are happy to do it. Yes, you'll create a habit, but it doesn't mean it's a bad habit. When that habit no longer works for you or it becomes an issue, then you work to change it. But don't let anyone make you feel like you've created a bad habit if it's something that works for you and you are happy with. Okay, that's all for now. Thank you so much again to those who sent something in. We will resume normal programming next week, but feel free to connect in the meantime on Facebook. Just search Mums Group Pod. That's short for podcasts. Until next time, bye. Bye.